0: The boys are back together. The Rain and Jays picking every single game on the schedule right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast.
1: I'm so hype right now. Anything's possible. I'm oh, my mama. I'm oh, my mama. Anything's possible. Man. Rain and Jays back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. Ooh. This is the truth like 34. Yeah. This It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars
0: Welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. I want to thank you for making the podcast your first listen every day. Lockdown Celtics is free, available on all platforms, including YouTube, and every episode is on LockdownCeltics.com. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I'm here every day for you, Monday through Friday. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which you should read and uh, buy it wherever books are sold. Get a signed copy on my website, johncorrales.com. So, it's an annual tradition at this point. The Rain and Jays, the original hosts of this podcast, me, Jay King of The Athletic, Sam Packard of The Athletic, get together and pick every single game. I I don't know why we do it. People demand it. Uh, It's a really ridiculously long podcast that we split into two pieces, half on the Lockdown Celtics podcast, Half on the Anything is Potable podcast. So the first half, it's me and Jay and Sam talking a little bit about the preseason. And then we get into the first few months of the season. We pick up to the end of December on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. January through the end of the season is on Potable. So you got to go check that out. They should be dropping pretty shortly after this podcast drops. So if you want every single game predicted, and let me tell you, I got a little crazy with my predictions. Not gonna lie. I I I might have overdone it a little bit. Uh I think I was a little too optimistic, but hey, what the hell? Why not? I, I'm feeling good about this team. Let's just go. So uh let's start the conversation now. Me, Jay King, Sam Jam Packard, the original Rain and Jays, right now. Always good to ride with the Rain and Jays. Sam Packard, Sam Jam Packard, Jay King. Uh, how are you, how you boys feeling? It's been a little while. I'm out of practice talking to you guys. I'm usually just talking to myself.
1: Yeah, now you get two goons to, <laughs> to podcast with. It's a glorious day.
0: It's wonderful. Jam, how you feeling, man?
1: What is that shirt, by the way?
0: Hot Rod? Roddy Roddy Piper? Yeah, I mean... A legend?
1: It, you forget uh, Corrales is old. Yeah, yeah, you are old. I knew it was a wrestling reference. At least I'm more and, cultured And why it. do you have a Taco Fall jersey behind you?
0: <laughs> uh, it's so that's an inside that's an inside joke of all the, i know somebody mentioned that too i got larry bird i got i got uh garnett koozie pierce and i got a taco a taco jersey a little, inside, <laughs> a little inside joke
1: is that something that that podcast listeners know or nope. uh
0: nope it's just for me just between him and taco
1: just, just, me just and taco. an inside joke for himself i love it
0: that's right that's right that's what most my jokes are <laughs> As long as I get a kick out of it, this is fine. That's all that matters. All so, right. Are. So let's see. Wait, when are
1: you getting a Broderick Thomas?
0: That's uh, on order. Had to get a custom made. <laughs> it's not available at Celtics.com/slash/shop yet. Uh, so, all right. How are you guys feeling going into this preseason? Are we optimistic? General feeling because this is the big pick every game podcast. General feeling. Going into this, are we feeling more optimistic about the season? Pessimistic about the season? How are we feeling about this?
1: My answer is obvious, so I'll let Jay go first. He's the most optimistic motherfucker who ever lived.
2: <laughs> Marcus well, Mar- Smart Mar- got
1: really suspended in the them. preseason, and Paco was like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> Udoka is just setting the tone. Um, I think probably more optimistic after seeing it and especially seeing the young guys appear to have made some strides and improvements, which I think just really bolsters the Celtics depth when, when they're healthy. And when Al Horford and Jalen Brown are back, then they'll have a bench that includes Richardson, Schroeder, Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith, Romeo Langford, Ennis Cantor, Grant Williams. And I think all those guys are worthy of at least some minutes. Um, and, so it's it's just a very different situation than the Celtics had last year, especially at the start of last season when Kemba was a part-time player and Jeff Teague was playing a lot of minutes, and you didn't know what you had in Peyton Pritchard. He's obviously improved this year, so I just I just think a lot has changed for from for the Celtics from a depth perspective, and that should help carry them on the nights when you know that they either have an injury or their best players are just not fantastic. Last year, I felt like. They really needed Tatum and Brown to be awesome for them to win games.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm in lockstep with Jay here. I think the depth is going to be a major thing, especially just to win games in the regular season. I feel like all Ime has to do is uh, stagger Jalen and Jason's minutes, and you can find four guys to kind of put around them, and the Celtics will have a competent lineup. Uh, but eventually it just comes down to I. they still have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum who are very good, and apparently Jason Tatum is a floor general now who can pass the ball across the court. He picks and, apart uh, the gym. Picks apart the gym. And so I think if Jason Tatum, it's like not solely on him to kind of get buckets, I think that's better for the Celtics offense. And I just think they're like, if they do start Hal Horford with the double bigs, they're going to be a giant team that's going to be very difficult to score on. Like I think no matter what, they're going to be, uh, because of their defense in games, I think the major question marks is like, do they have scoring outside of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? But I think with the depth and with the defense, they're going to be in a lot of basketball games.
0: I think generally the vibes are are very good and uh, positive around the Celtics. Here's how I know how how things are. are People are feeling really good about the Celtics. At least two of the guys that they got this offseason have not looked good in the preseason, and no one seems to care. Uh, Josh Richardson has not looked great. And neither- No, he has not. <laughs> no. And neither has Juancho Hernan and Gomez, who so I think everybody knew was kind of like, let's take a flyer on this guy, but he hasn't looked great either. And there is no real buzz of, oof, boy, the Celtics are screwed because these two guys that they picked up this offseason are, you know, have, have had subpar preseasons. And I don't know how that's going to translate into the regular season because we've been fooled by preseason stuff before. So David uh, Lee. That's that's
1: the that's Derek my, Lee, you. old Derek Lee,
0: old Derek <laughs> Lee.
1: People who used to listen to us back in the day will mm. will know what that means.
0: Yeah, that's an um,
1: actual inside yeah. joke that people understand. <laughs> not, just, not just an inside joke with with ourselves.
0: That's right. Uh, so I don't know. Like Josh Richardson could could be fine with just a more regular rotation, and, and you know he hasn't played alongside Jalen Brown for more than a game. He, he hasn't had. You know we don't know what Emi Odoka's actual rotations are going to be because this preseason has been so messed up due to COVID and the suspension of Marcus Smart. So who knows how that's going to go? But they still didn't have a great preseason, and people don't seem to care. So I think the Romeo Langford, Aaron Neesmith, Peyton Pritchard, like the performances from those guys have been so good that people don't care about these other guys because if the other guys do actually play poorly, then people feel confident these guys are going to step up. And the one other thing is that last season, Tatum and Brown, they, they really didn't trust anybody, which is why they were taking so much of the, the the offense themselves. I think now we're seeing that they have a reason to trust their teammates, which is going to help help that facilitate that ball movement. So I think that's, that's an important element going into this season as well.
1: See, I think I would argue that the vibes are just preseason vibes. Like – Nobody cares about bad stuff in the preseason. Nobody cares about bad stuff in summer league. It's it's unless unless you're the Lakers and you're just your whole team looks like it, it's in shambles. For the most part, people are just like, Okay, let, let's let's spot the positives. And what are those? That is demonstrably
2: um, false. Celtics fans will take any opportunity. If Pate Pritchard didn't look good and if Aaron Neesmith and Romeo Lankford like weren't hitting those threes, People would be complaining online about this team. You gotta go out. Like, why didn't they like do something more? They lost Fournier. If Schroeder didn't like do crazy stuff in wild passes, people would have been upset.
1: The Celtics have turned the ball over a million times in preseason. They made a bundle of dumb mistakes. Like Marcus Smart just threw away two inbound passes in the same game. Grant Williams was chirping somebody, chirping the ref and just gave up a wide open dunk. <laughs> like I I really don't think from a execution standpoint, they were crisp or particularly good during the preseason. Two of their best players have COVID. One of their best players was suspended in the preseason, like two weeks after meeting his new coach, not actually meeting him, but you know what I'm saying. So I would argue like a lot has gone wrong for the Celtics. Robert Williams is already dealing with injury stuff after signing a four-year contract. Here goes the negative Nelly. I'm, not, I'm just saying like there's a lot that that didn't go well for the Celtics during preseason, on top of the the young guys looking good. And I still think the depth piece is what's going to matter most and Horford looking really good is what's going to matter most in the long term. But and maybe Tatum's passing from the low post, especially. But I, I think if 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 you look at preseason critically, it wasn't like they they were great at anything.
0: Really. Right. But also my counterpoint to that would be that. The stuff that they were bad at, the like the the turnovers. A lot of the turnovers were fixable. It wasn't. It wasn't just like they're being bad at basketball. They, you know, Tatum Tatum had a bunch of turnovers, but uh, especially in that Miami game where he was double triple teamed and he, he was trying to force passes. I'm not 100 percent sure that he he either tries to make those passes in the regular season or even is is uh, attacked the way he was. defensively It'll
1: be a lot easier when. Horford and Jalen especially play.
0: Exactly, exactly. So I'm not... I look at these situations like, yes, if you if you want to say they did not play particularly well, Marcus Smart threw away a couple of inbounds passes. Yeah, well, one of them was because Josh Richardson stood there and thought he was going to get a pass, and and Marcus Smart led him with the pass and threw it out of bounds. Miscommunication, easy to solve. Like, those types of things, the, the aggressiveness, I, I think that stuff smoothed itself out. So all everything that you're saying just goes to, I think goes to my point of people are pretty positive about this team so much so that the turnovers, some people are complaining about the turnovers, but it's not really, people aren't really too concerned about that. They aren't too concerned about some of the bad things that we've seen. They're really more focused on a lot of the good things that we've seen. So generally, and you said it at the beginning there, Jay, as well, I think generally people are optimistic about the Celtics. I am also optimistic about the Celtics. So, uh, what do you guys say about picking a few games? Sixty win
2: season. Here we come.
1: <laughs> I love it. I just I just want to point out before we get started that I am the defending champion. I <laughs> I won last year predictions. Argue with that. Um I, I forget which podcast listener like charted it and kept kept a list of everything and put together graphics and stuff. Graphics, that was winning awesome. Streaks,
0: winning yeah. streaks, wildest predictions. Uh,
1: yeah. You know, so please do that again. Please, yeah. please tweet me. I, I You deserve the proper credit, and I'm not giving it to you right now. So I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm I am the champion.
0: Yeah. I, I appreciate you grinding the podcast to a halt <laughs> to make sure that you mentioned that you selfishly won last year.
2: It's not. It's not about. It,
1: it wasn't selfishly that I won. I just no, it's, it's- le- flex my muscles a little bit. Yeah. I was just a little more intelligent than you the guys. And just like you the going field. out
2: of your way to bring it up is the selfish part.
1: <laughs> some would argue. Some would argue that's unselfish because I'm letting the world know that my predictions are no. the best <laughs> predictions and that they're the ones people should listen to the most.
0: Really going through some mental gymnastics to <laughs> go to, to that point. All right. So before we
2: uh, pick the games, I do have a very important question because I think it's going to have an, a pretty potential to have a huge impact on home games will i be the in arena hosts for celtics entertainment um for this season um because i think i have the potential to kind of swing some games here just given my um energy and good vibes so you are we should.
1: going based on that assumption or based on uh that i'm not there you should be you absolutely should be like i said on twitter <laughs> i don't i don't often support you i normally i normally Forever. root for your failure but this is a role you were built for. This is a role that just screams out your name. It was the role
2: I was born to play, baby.
1: You need to be on the jumbotron asking players what the crowd was like during the game. That that needs I don't to even be. think
2: that would be my job. My job would strictly to be like interviewing season ticket holders and then being like, "Welcome the JetBlue Flight Crew." We ready yeah, to play tic tac toe. I need I need you on the floor
0: introducing it. the JetBlue flight crew. Being the hype man. That uh,
2: 100%. 100%. If you look at the online like job requirements, I made everything except for I've never performed in front of 22,000 people. And that's the one one thing that I think I can get over that in what? A week? Like I don't I don't think that's too big of a deal. But everything else like
1: knowledge of the NBA. Hold on. How many people have performed in front of 22,000 people? Like, how many people actually meet that requirement that will be applying for this job?
0: Not uh, twenty-two thousand. Like, that's kind of nuts. It just says large
2: crowds, but large. Uh,
0: I mean, we podcast yeah. to a large crowd, yeah. All the time. I mean, come on.
2: Every day. I'm <laughs>
0: just imagining getting booed by a sold-out crowd.
1: <laughs> I need. It. I need that too.
0: Put this podcast in the middle of the garden and sell it out.
1: <laughs> That'd be wild.
2: I'm going to operate on the assumption that I am there and my good vibes will sway the games. Um, So just take that into consideration before you pick.
0: So that was our little chat about the preseason. Let's get into the predictions right after the break. After I tell you about Theragun, don't let the stress of daily life wear on your body. From elite athletes to people who sit in offices all day, doesn't matter. Theragun can help you get through the day tension-free. It's a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth speed and power and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush the gen 4 theragun doesn't just feel good gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using theragun's signature percussive therapy which goes 60 percent deeper than vibration alone and the oled screen and design can make you feel like you're holding something from the future just go to their site and check it up the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid elite athletes like Paul George you might see him with one of those devices on the sidelines kind of just pounding into his legs releasing that tension DeAndre Hopkins Maria Sharapova hundreds of thousands of customers so Go to therabody.com slash locked on. You're going to get Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. So, therabody.com slash locked on right now to you get your Gen, Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on, therabody.com slash locked on. Make sure you're following our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. I want to thank you for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen every day. We're going to get into the predictions in just a moment. Uh, why don't you make your second listen of the day? The Lockdown Red Sox podcast. The Red Sox are just hitting grand slams like crazy and uh, just thumping the Houston Astros. So that's good to see. Check out the Locked On Red Sox podcast for all your Red Sox content or Locked On Patriots, Locked On Bruins, whichever your other favorite Boston team is. Now, let's get back to Jay King, Sam Jam Packard, the Rain and Jays picking every game on the schedule starting with these first couple of months. Uh, let's go. Opening night, New York City. Kemba. Kemba revenge game. What do we think? What do we think? Let's start with uh, Jam.
2: It's going to be a tough one because the Kemba – The vibes are going to be going in in, uh, Madison Square Garden. Knicks fans are as irrational as I am about their team. They're going to be very excited. Uh, Kemba coming back. No Jalen or or Al for most of the preseason, so you got to wonder about chemistry. But it doesn't matter. Celtics are going to win.
1: I think think Celtics win too, especially if if Jalen plays. Uh, I just think after Kemba and Fournier moved over to the Knicks, they don't have the same defensive DNA that they used to. I think Smart will bludgeon Kemba in the post and create a lot out of that. I think whoever Fournier guards will have a big night if he's guarding either Tatum or Brown. I think the Celtics are deeper and better than the Knicks. 1-0. 1-0 start for Boston. Ooh,
0: big. Um. So I, I saw that that Thibodeau sat Kemba for the entire fourth quarter in a game that the Knicks were actually playing as if it was the regular season. That was the, uh, the buzzer beater that they won. And so I, I think that willingness to kind of go with, you know, go away from Kemba, like now, now that he's on his third team and and he just doesn't have that same kind of cachet that he, that he used to uh, like when the Celtics brought him over, they brought him over to be like their main guy or one of their main guys. The Knicks, they're not they're not doing that. So I think they're more willing to sit him in situations like that. I'm going to go with the Knicks Ooh. in this.
2: I'm
0: going to say I'm going to say the Knicks win a tight one. I just I can't get past no Horford, um, no Jalen for the whole preseason. So he's going to be in there. He's not going to be able to play 35 minutes. Uh, so we're going to be relying on a lot of bench that is that still hasn't sold me that they're going to be able to perform right away in the preseason. So I, I think that the, this is a, a lack of continuity for the Celtics. They're going to have to get themselves together. I don't think they're going to do it. So I say they start 0-1. Trader, I mean, <laughs> you know, like I got to put my critical thinking on now. I got to make sure I knock Jay King off of his pedestal. So next next it, year I can stop the podcast and be like, wait, hold on.
1: You can't counter trade me.
0: <laughs> At home, home opener, the 22nd against Toronto. Uh, I'll, I'll go back in reverse order. I'm going to go a win there. Celtics at home. Toronto's not going to be great. Um, they'll work hard. They, uh, I, I don't think Toronto's going to be that great of a team this year. So I think the Celtics win their home opener.
1: Jay. Celtics move to two and zero. Jason Tatum scores forty one points. <laughs> forty one <laughs> points, reaching reaching the forty point barrier for the first time of the season, and that's it. Okay. I
2: think the Raptors are going to be better than most people expected, but their bench is terrible. And so I think it's like going to come down to two stretches in the second and fourth quarter where they don't have their main guys on and the Celtics are going to pull away. So that is a W for the Celtics.
0: Okay, so uh, moving on to Houston, we got a back-to-back. Houston and Charlotte, Sunday and Monday, the 24th and 25th. So.
2: Penciled in W's across the board. I, we can be efficient here, folks. If any, it, like, unless anyone has, has
1: objections, Houston is auto W. Yeah, Charlotte is an L. That's the first L of the season. Jalen Brown shoots three for thirteen from behind the arc, Ooh. and the Celtics fall to old friend Gordon Hayward.
0: No, I'm going. I'm going two wins there. I am going to go two wins. Obviously, Houston's the automatic win. I think Charlotte – Charlotte's going to be an interesting team, but, and, you know, and obviously ball is, is you know, fantastic. And it, it's going to be interesting to see how the Celtics handle their transition. Uh, but no, I'm going to go two wins.
2: I'm oh, be
0: be just a lot. throwing out predictions for, for points. Like who's going to, uh, I think, I think, I think Al Horford has his first 25 point game of the season against Charlotte.
1: Ooh. Ooh, Al doesn't reach the 25-point mark very often.
0: Nope, but he's gonna he's gonna do it. He's gonna space the floor. He's gonna he's gonna hit like three three-pointers, three or four from three. Um, he's gonna do some work. I say Al Horford, big, big in a
2: win over Charlotte. See, Charlotte's gonna have this new offense because Nick Friedman's the um, second offensive coordinator there. I think they're gonna put up like 130 points. It's gonna be really exposed to Celtic's ability. To kind of put up big numbers against an offensive juggernaut like the Hornets on a back to back, slow legs. So Hornets go small, put PJ Washington at the five, and just run the Celtics out at the gym.
0: Mm. I appreciate your loyalty. Your loyalty, you know, blood is thicker than, than <laughs> green water uh, for you. All right.
1: Any Nick Friedman reference?
2: Yes, so it in there. Automatic. It's Only because off- it's on a back to back.
1: If it was straight up, I would take the Celtics. But
2: Nick Freeman and a back to back—that's a—that's uh, a win for the Hornets.
0: Twenty <laughs> seventh uh, at home against the Washington Wizards,
2: Jim. That's going to be a win. They're better than Washington, I think. Washington will be a better team this year. I like think they just have better roster construction. But at the end of the day, the Celtics just have more talent. They'll be rested. There's no goofy reason like the next game that the why they'll lose when they play Washington again.
1: Yeah, and that that's another team. Like, I feel like the Celtics, especially with their starting lineup, will really hurt teams that have smaller guards. And D- Dinwiddie is not like a super small guard, but I feel like if you have anybody small in your starting lineup, the Celtics are just going to try to physically punish you on the block, whether it's Smart down there, Al Horford down there. And I, I think, I think they'll get a lot of good low post play, a lot, a lot of kick out assists against the Wizards. That's a fun prediction, isn't it? A lot of kick, kick out, out assists. assists, hockey assists.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, I wanna, I, I wanted to say, because I'm looking at the schedule here. I'm thinking like, wow, are they gonna win five games in a row here for me? Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they, they have to beat Washington at home and then go to Washington two days later beat them there I got two wins so this is for me a five game
2: winning streak for the Celtics I have them losing in Washington because the game starts at five and if there's going to be a dumb reason why I saw this lose starting at five is a good one like that and playing the same team back to back it kind of just was a concept introduced last season but I felt like the, a lot of splits happened it wasn't easy to sweep a team in these two game series so I think it's a weird day game Celtics are off the rhythm they, uh, they lose the 5 p.m. start in Washington
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this is this is the first Schroeder game. Th- this this second game against Washington is going to be Schroeder's first thirty point outing with the Celtics. He's going to go for thirty four off the bench. I don't know whether they'll be fully healthy. I kind of think they'll be missing someone important, and Schroeder's going to carry the load for them.
0: Like another Marcus Smart suspension?
1: Probably not that. He he only has normally like one hiccup per season. Yeah. So no, he got out of the way early.
0: Yeah, it's good that he got it out of the way in the preseason. All right, buckle up. The rest of the predictions are coming up right after the break. There are a lot of them. So I'll tell you about those. You'll get to hear those right after I tell you about Bet Online. It's back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season head on over to the new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up today get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit use the promo code locked on to get that bonus basketball football baseball postseason going on right now hockey is back boxing ufc it's all right there your favorite vegas casino games as well don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Hey, if you need something for your car or a truck, Rock Auto is the place to go with an ever increasing number of makes and models out there in the road. It's impossible, impossible for a strip mall, chain store, auto body part place to have everything for every car. That's a fact. So, Don't waste your time going there. You have access to the same computer that anyone over there does when you go to rockauto.com and cruise through their extensive catalog that has things that you need, no matter how complicated, no matter how simple, in their extensive catalog at every price price point. So do you want like a super high-end part? No problem, they've got it for you. You need something within a more of a reasonable budget, something simple, something for your engine, wipers whatever it is it's there at rockauto.com I've talked to people who have saved hundreds of dollars at rockauto.com it's very simple whether you need brake parts tail lamps motor oil new carpets it's all there go to RockAuto.com right now check out all the parts that are available for your car or truck or RV or motorcycle check it out when you do buy something and I feel pretty good that you will when you need to Right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That's the only way they know that we sent you. So that would be a really great help if you did that. Right, Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The Locked On Celtics podcast is on YouTube now, so make sure you're subscribed to that if you want to watch the show. Thank you once again for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. How about making your second listen of the day, the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast with the GOAT, Josh Lloyd, the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's not even close. If you need any help with fantasy basketball, Josh Lloyd, he's awesome. Check him out. Now let's continue our portion, the Locked On Celtics portion of picking every game, we're going to get to the end of December. There's a lot of time left. This is where things get long. No more commercial breaks till the end. It's just me, Sam, Jay, picking the games for the rest of 2021. You know, I realize as you were saying this, Jam, that they, the, the NBA didn't do the the back-to-back home, like the home-and-home, like two home games against Washington. Like they didn't do that. That was just a a function. I liked those from from last season. Well, don't they have
2: two at Cleveland in a row in November?
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. So, never mind.
1: Another good point by Corrales.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) November 1st in Chicago. Uh, I'm going to say this is going to be a loss. They're going to lose to Chicago. I'm not sold in Chicago, but I think one thing Chicago can do is get hot. Zach Levine can get hot um i think that the the Celtics just get this is a, a Chicago Bulls barrage from 3 that just cannot be stopped and uh they end up losing that one
1: i'm going with a loss Celtics loss i agree the, the i feel like this Bulls team is going to be a team like if if you're not sharp they can run you out of the gym because they have a lot of different offensive threats and I think I think the Celtics aren't gonna have it. They're not gonna have it this night. I, I did I didn't want to have them get off to a fast start <laughs> <laughs> because I think like they've they've barely had any time as a full team to work on what Ime Odoka wants. And it's a new coach, new system. Jalen Brown's been miss m- missing time for a while. Al Horford's been out for a while. Like basically every important player has dealt with something without with the exception of Tatum. Um, so I, I I just feel like they're poised for a slow start, but then I had them winning most of their first eight games or however many games it's been. So th- this is a loss, and uh, we'll see.
0: I think I, I do think that they're they're the softer schedule helps. Like there, this is you can't get past the fact that they're playing Toronto and Houston and Charlotte and Washington. Like no matter what their continuity is, like. You, kind of, if they don't have a fast start then they're in trouble. They need to get out to a fast start here. You
1: know that's- The Lakers the Lakers just claimed Avery Bradley off waivers according to Shams Shirani
0: Ooh. Okay. They're just like putting together just, the just ultimate just 2012, 2012 team
1: to, to, to know the Avery Bradley news.
0: So so how old is Avery Bradley now? 35, 34.
1: Old enough to get waived by the Warriors.
0: Yeah. So so the didn't ad- they just
1: feel bad because he, did, he didn't make it to the bubble
2: and they won a ring without him? And so they're just like, hey, man. Come on, come, come nah, on!" He, he
1: was legitimately good for them that season before deciding not to play in the bubble. And it's only a couple years later. Maybe maybe he'll, he'll dig deep and, and recover his pit bulletness.
0: Hmm, maybe. Jam, you pick the Chicago game?
2: Oh, it's a loss, but um, just because it's the day after Halloween and Robert Williams will be up all night watching uh, Halloween movies and uh, <laughs> just have a disastrous game uh, hangover.
1: So uh, Celtics lose.
0: Just a, like a Kit Kat hangover. The, ho-
1: the, the Hocus Pocus hangover. hangover. I love yeah, that. he's just like he's going to
2: be too spooked out. It's just not going to work out for the Cs. All
0: right, so then the Celtics go on the road. We got three games on the road, back-to-back Orlando, Miami, a day off, and then Dallas Saturday night. So let's just pick all three here. Uh, let's go to
2: Jim. Way in Orlando, loss to Miami, loss to Dallas. Um, I don't have a good reason for the loss to Miami. It's just uh, it doesn't feel right. And I feel like the Celtics haven't played well in Dallas in the last seven to eight years. Like, they just don't win in Dallas. Unlike Debbie, they don't win in Dallas.
1: Who the fuck is Debbie.
2: Don't even get the Debbie Does Dallas reference, bro. Wow. Nope. Wow. Kids, not even watching 1970s pornography, like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jay. (laughs) Uh,
0: What do you got? What do you got on this uh, road trip? (laughs)
1: Let's move past that comment. (laughs) Uh, We're
0: we're trying to trying to progress here.
1: The the Celtics will beat the Magic. Yeah. Despite a big game from. J. King favorite R.J. Hampton. Ah. R.J. Hampton is going to have 19 points and eight rebounds and three steals in a magic loss. But then the Celtics are going to lose to the Heat. Jimmy Butler. It's going to be a, a big Jimmy Butler controls the game. Like he's not going to have like a 30 points, but he'll have one of those games where it's like 23, 5 and 5, controls the big moments, stuff like that. And then Luca demoralizes them in in the third game. I'm I'm curious to see about the Mavericks. I, I'm I'm really not sold on Jason Kidd as a head coach. Oh, and no. I I really think they may have taken a huge step back as far as their coaching goes. So, we'll see. Luca is getting way too much hype as both an MVP candidate and a
2: guy who can like take the Mavericks to the finals. I've seen too much of that. It's utter nonsense. Yes, he is very good. But you need other players on your team, and I just don't get why anyone believes in the Mavericks uh, at all as like a long-term thing. That being said, he will hit a game-winning three against the Celtics in this game. That
0: just seems like how it goes, right, with him. It's like he always hits that stupid game-winner. So, yeah, I, I, that's my take, too. Orlando is a win. Miami is a loss on the back-to-back. And then Luka hits a, a – a, it's going to be like a, a Luka – uh, I'm going to go with a Luca Jalen Brown battle, not Tatum. It's Luca Jalen Brown going back and forth, uh, and then Luca just crushing the Celtics with another stupid buzzer beater. So you don't
1: think Josh Richardson is going to have a revenge game?
0: No, I just I, I I'm so sour on Josh Richardson right now. Like, I, what would he do?
2: Have eight points? Like, what does a Josh Richardson revenge game sound like? Like, I mean, five steals, three blocks. Yeah. Maybe Josh he goes six
1: of seven from the field. He's not the, most, he's not the most efficient guy as a scorer, but he can do a lot. And I don't, th- I don't think it's r- it's smart to get down on Richardson because he did in the preseason what Richardson has always done. Like that's just kind of his thing. He's like a guy who has rough moments, rough edges, and then ends up being a a pretty helpful player because he does a lot.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I've got a. I, I was gonna say, like I need to get past this. Like oof, I just, I don't know. You, I, you watch him throughout the course of his career, and you're like, okay, whatever. Then you watch him up close, and you like, I see him warming up, and I see his shooting form like up close. And I'm just like, okay, not quite. Like I, I don't know that he's gonna regain any form. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. And I, I do think that he's the type of guy that he, you know, he could go off for. 28 points against Dallas and and have a, a three game stretch where he's on fire and then all of a sudden the next five or six games he's like two for seven or whatever so um, I'm not I'm not I'm not really going to put it past him to to have a big game but uh, I, I don't know I, I I don't think so I don't think so so I'm I'm going to go Orlando win Miami lost Dallas lost come back home after three days off and just tear the faces off of the Toronto Raptors just blow out. Nobody plays the fourth quarter. You get Sam Hauser dropping 11 points in the fourth quarter,
2: like type of blowout win.
1: No Broderick. No Broderick.
2: No Broderick's going to be in Maine that day. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's just like at, coming
2: back after two losses, first game at home. Again, I just don't think the Raptors have enough depth and like, as good as like OG looks to be, it's just the Raptors are just not on the same level as the Celtics this year.
1: Yeah. And I think it's an especially tough matchup for the Raptors because of how big the Celtics first unit will be. Like there's just no place for Fred Van Vliet to hide there. Yeah. And if the Celtics are going to post up as much as they showed during the preseason, like the Raptors are going to have to be scrambling. They're going to have to be like play really, really good defense. To, to close off those open looks. And I just don't think they'll do it. I think the Celtics will have the Raptors number this year.
0: So then we move on to, so we all got wins against Toronto. This is the big one here. Milwaukee on November 12th. First chance to see Giannis, the defending champions. Uh, how are we feeling about this?
2: It's going to be a loss there. Giannis is uh, good. And uh, the Bucs are the
1: best team in the East. Giannis is going to have, 34 points, 16 rebounds, and seven assists to lead a Bucs win. And I actually think it's funny because I actually think the Celtics are much better equipped this season to guard Giannis. Like last year, they just had no recourse whatsoever. They they were playing either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum at power forward. They often had a Marcus Smart guarding Giannis. And it's like, that's not going to work because Giannis is huge, and Giannis will punish you. And – in Key moments, it seemed like the Bucs always got a good look against the Celtics. Um, But this year, they actually have better pieces. I think Horford should be a pretty good matchup for him. I just think that the Bucs are going to demoralize the Celtics because, like I said, I still think the Celtics will take a while to start hitting their stride. I I think this is a team that, because of how much has changed uh, both personnel-wise and from a coaching standpoint, and also for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown becoming basically the two primary creators for the team after playing with high-volume point guards for the rest of their careers, I just think it's going to take a little while for them to be right, uh, and the Bucks will Bucks will show them how much improvement they have to do.
0: All right, I'm I'm going to say that. The Celtics win this game. Ooh. Yes, they, the Celtics win this game.
1: Old counter-trading Corrales. That is some
2: scotah if I've ever heard it.
0: <laughs> Here's why. Uh, I don't think Milwaukee's going to be taking the first couple months of the season, I don't want to say not seriously, but they're not going to be going all out. So we're not going to see Giannis playing 37 minutes. We're not going to see Middleton and holiday playing 35 36 minutes. I think because of the um the,
1: the but you will see point. Bobby Portis flexing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think just because of the really short turnaround, I think they're gonna they're gonna kind of coast a little bit early, which means longer stretches of Giannis on the bench at, at this point of the season, longer stretches of the other guys on the bench. So normally where you'd you'd have Giannis sitting for four minutes, he'd sit for six or seven. And so I think that's just going to give the Celtics enough opportunity. Meanwhile, Boston is ramping up, and they're trying to get their guys in there and play a whole whole lot. So I just think Boston's best players are going to be on the floor more than Milwaukee's best players just in this one in November. Like, all of the points you're making about Milwaukee are absolutely true. I think for November 12th, they're not going to have their best players on the floor enough. So I'm giving the Celtics a win there.
1: But what about Grayson Allen, who just signed a contract extension? he oh. could have a big game
2: thank uh, you jay for being uh the notifications guy if anytime Woj or shams tweet something um you, are you gonna do mark stein too uh, uh, no so
1: here's the thing i i i only brought up grayson <laughs> allen because i know that corrales lost his shit when grayson allen tripped someone or pushed someone in summer league or something a few years ago I, so i i want i wanted to to put it. corrales back into that angry place
0: yeah um not a Grayson Allen fan. Not a Grayson Allen. Fan.
1: That was one of the most epic rants. Oh, didn't I, he just like shove someone or something? He it wasn't. He didn't even trip someone at that at that point.
0: He, I forget exactly what he did, but it's the same old crap that he always does.
1: Did you lose your shit when Schroeder tripped Jimmy Butler? Nah, that was cool.
0: No, I didn't, I didn't lose. I didn't lose it when when Schroeder tripped Jimmy Butler because Jimmy was also stepping on Schroeder's foot, so they were both kind of doing dickish things. Um, not that I condone what what shooter did, but I don't think shooter doesn't have like a super long history of just tripping everybody. Where Grayson Allen spent two what is it, two years at Duke, like just tripping everybody all the time. He's mm, I don't like Grayson Allen. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Almost worked, Jay. Almost. Oh, it it did <laughs> work. He, he he's there inside. He's boiling.
0: Oh, inside, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a that's an easy button to push with me. All right, Celtics back to back at Cleveland. Uh, in fact, yes, they, this is where I screwed up and the Celtics do play two games in a row at Cleveland and then they go to Atlanta on the Wednesday, the 17th. Are they going to screw up in Cleveland at all? Do we all have two
2: wins in Cleveland? I think they lose the first game in Cleveland. Uh, Lori marketing scores, uh, 26 off the bench, a little six of eight from three and, uh, just surprises everyone. And taco fall gets in the game in the final five minutes just because the Celtics have completely underestimated this Cleveland team. Evan Mobley's got like six blocks. It's just going to be like the first dog shit performance of the season and people are going to be furious.
1: And then they're going to absolutely wipe the floor with Cleveland the next game. I've got them losing the second game against Cleveland. Interesting. I just think for whatever reason, I feel like every season – In recent times, the Celtics have just had one extremely shitty performance against the Cavaliers where, like, Garland and Sexton are just going to rip them apart. And now they actually have, like, at least NBA caliber big men (laughs) with Jared Allen and Laurie Markinen and Evan Mobley is intriguing. Kevin Love still has a pulse, I think. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Kevin Love should not play this season.
2: That's my hot take.
1: Well, he will play that night, and he'll have 13 points in a Celtics loss.
0: <laughs> okay, so all right, so you got one and one and one against Cleveland. I got two and zero against Cleveland. Um, although I will acknowledge that there's no, uh, um, what's his name off the bench to uh, Carson Edwards to have a big game in Cleveland. He always had one good game a season. It was always in Cleveland. So they'll they'll miss him. They'll miss him there. But they're still going to win two uh, at Atlanta on the 17th. What do you guys think of Atlanta? i'm I'm kinda I'm so on the fence with the Hawks,
1: I think they're they're like the heat the year before where they're due for some regression i I think everything went right for the Hawks last season yeah um like Ben Simmons totally fell apart against them in the playoffs their their veterans um all all were good and like they just had they played the Knicks who didn't really have like playoff talent in in the first round. So I, I just think a lot is being expected of them right now because they went to the conference finals and because of how competitive they were after Nate McMillan became coach last year. But once you get expectations, it's totally different. And and all of a sudden guys that were willing to take on roles last year like like John Collins is like, "Bro, I I would like more touches." <laughs> like yeah. it, it'd be it'd right. be cool to get the ball more often. Um like we went to the conference finals last year i was one of our best players like feed me the ball and i just think stuff like that hurts and i also think just the the eastern conference will be better like the nets got hurt last year if 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 the nets don't get hurt that's different too like like the they just had the perfect draw the perfect luck and it it won't happen again even though like deandre hunter i guess was hurt and stuff like that. So maybe they didn't have the perfect luck, but they're yeah. due for some regression.
0: I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think there was a bounce back after Lloyd Pierce got fired. Um, they rode that momentum. Like you said, things broke for them, but things got to break for you anyway. Whenever you're in the playoffs, any team that makes a deep playoff run, things get to break for you. But I do think Atlanta takes a step back. That being said, I think Celtics. Wow. What do I have? One, two, three, four. Is another five game winning streak for the Celtics here.
2: Woo! I also have the Celtics winning, uh, but I think I believe in the Hawks a little bit more than you guys. They did get very lucky, and I just want to say that Joel Embiid is a, extremely lucky that Ben Simmons shot the bed because really what happened is that Joel Embiid did not show up at all like he uh, always does in the second round of the playoffs. But I do think Atlanta has a lot of depth um, this year and is kind of a similar level of depth uh, to the Celtics. Like they are getting Hunter back, they're basically getting Cam Reddish. I just think they have a pretty solid squad uh, all around, but uh, they're playing in Atlanta, which is never a a good thing for them. Uh, Trey Young is a villain. He plays better on the road. And so I like the Celtics' chances going to Atlanta to finish out the road trip.
0: All right. Now they come back and they start a.
1: Did I pick this game yet? I don't think I picked this game. You were just shitting on Atlanta, so I put you down for a Celtics win. Oh, no. They're going to lose. They're going to (laughs) lose. he would have said the exact opposite of whatever i said. They they're, they're going to lose um cuz if if you're not sharp against Trey Young like he's just going to really really hurt you and they're not going to be sharp for whatever reason that night. Richardson's going to go 2 for 9. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's
0: evergreen analysis. All right, so I'll 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 put it down for a win. What the hell, why not? Um okay, four games at home. Lakers and Thunder back to back. Day off Houston, day off Brooklyn. So let's start with – hell, let's start with uh, Jim. Go ahead. I think they beat the Lakers
2: because um, Dwight Howard breaks his hip in the first quarter and just the entire <laughs> team is, demol- is just like demoralized. It's just um, – How are you going to
1: put that on a man?
2: It's a, it's an old joke, Jay. It, it's because the Lakers have an old roster. Um Actually, though, but they do have – car. I forgot about Carmelo. For some reason, Carmelo is always good for, like, 18 points against the Celtics. I do think the Celtics will get up for that game, and I think they'll win that and then um, absolutely just overlook the Thunder the next time in the back-to-back and take a loss. But I think the Celtics have a pretty good track record uh, of playing the Lakers, uh, although th- didn't the last time they lost to the Lakers was on a Rondo buzzer beater, and now Rondo's back with the Lakers? I don't know. I don't know how to do this one. so I'm just going to default to a Celtics win because um, my vibes as in-game hosts will kind of... Uh, it'll be my first time in Celtics-Lakers. I think I'll make an impact.
1: As much as I think the Celtics have to figure out early in the season, the Lakers have more. Russell Westbrook is just a weird fit next to LeBron James. I don't think it's going to work out early in the season. I think it's going to take them a long time to figure out how to play with each other. I think the Celtics take that one. And, and, and it propels them into a nice little winning streak where, where they start to feel themselves a little bit. They're grooving. Everyone's healthy. Jason Tatum is averaging 30-something points per game during the stretch. That that Lakers game is going to be the start of when people start to believe in the Celtics a little bit.
0: Okay. so I'm looking back at my, my picks here. I agree with Jay that the Lakers are going to be a mess to start. I think the Lakers are going to finish the season like – I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna go into the last few weeks as the seventh seed, and they're gonna turn it on and and just miss the play-in because that's where they're seated doesn't matter. They're just gonna try to be healthy, and so um, I'm gonna say that yes, they beat the Lakers, yes they beat the Thunder, yes they beat Houston, and then they lose to Brooklyn. But I can't possibly. Have a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight game winning streak. Because I don't think the Celtics are gonna have an eight game winning streak in there. So I'm gonna go back and flip my Atlanta game to a loss.
1: Ooh, ooh, I, I don't think we've ever had this before. Yeah. No, no retroactivity, but there are no rules in this game.
0: There's no rules. We're making up the rules as we go. I'm gonna flip, I'm gonna flip. I need a loss in there somewhere. And that that Atlanta game is probably the most likely loss. So flip that to it to an L and yeah. They sweep the home stand because then they got then they go on the road to San Antonio on that Friday, and I don't think San Antonio is going to be good. And then they go to Toronto on that Sunday, and I think the Celtics. I, I maybe they lose to Toronto in Toronto on that Sunday, so they'll go to San Antonio and win, and then they'll lose to Toronto.
2: You have a four game win streak, a won. loss, and then a five game win streak. What's that? Just for the record, you have a four-game win streak, a loss to Atlanta, and then a five-game win streak. Yeah, they lose again to Toronto.
0: Yeah, so I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't make that like a nine-game winning streak. I just, I just can't. I don't see the Celtics doing that. So, yes, that's correct.
2: Hey, what do you have happening in Oklahoma City, and Houston, and Brooklyn? Jay,
1: I mean, obviously they're going to beat the piss out of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Just an awful team with awful talent. And then they're going to beat the piss out of Houston. And then I I, I just said they're going to propel propel themselves into the best streak of the season. So that means they got to knock off the Nets, too. That's when people are going to start really, really feeling the Celtics. T- Tatum's going to have a huge game against the Nets. He's going to dominate. He's going to have like 38 points. He's going to draw 13 free throw attempts. He's going to go toe-to-toe with with Kevin Durant and get a W for his team. That will put the Celtics on a four-game winning streak. The vibes will be so strong, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Both impeccable, of you have them impeccable. Vibes. the four-game homestand. I, I have them uh, losing to the Thunder just out of sheer stupidity uh, and then beating the uh, Rockets. I do think they're going to beat the Nets because it's a Wednesday night game, I think, before Thanksgiving. Um, and we all know... Kyrie's thoughts about uh, Thanksgiving. Um, and so I think they're just not going to show up for that game. Even if Kyrie's not there, he's going to put um, Kyrie is not going to show it. up
1: for any game from the sound of <laughs> it. <way. laughs> that is true. Um,
2: then they have this mini San Antonio Toronto is a tough road trip. I think they're going to beat the Spurs, but then they have to turn around and come all the way back to Toronto. Another early start, 6 p.m. Uh, that's where I get. Uh, I That is such a... That's a loss.
1: Stupid road trip. That Such really a is. stupid road. Like that is you could not have a stupider road trip. You go in, Boston, it,
0: San Antonio, it, up to Toronto. Like that's just terrible.
1: And San Antonio the day after Thanksgiving, the Celtics are going to get stomped by San Antonio. That is going to be ugly. It's going to be bad. And but then they're going to rebound in Toronto two days later.
0: Okay. So.
1: Or is it well, one day later? One day later. It, it, it's a back to back.
0: Nope.
1: Oh yeah. Then two Great. days no,
0: later. Two days later. Two days later. Yeah. So okay. So now we're heading into December. Do we want to get a quick reset here?
2: Sure, sure. What we've picked our record. Right now, I am the most pessimistic. I think they'll be twelve and nine. John has the Celtics at fifteen and six, and Jay has them at thirteen and eight. Wow. I think it's gonna to be tough. Tough going early on. They got to come together. They're gonna to lose some. They always lose some games that just had. I
1: mean, no they they were five hundred last year. Twelve and nine is pretty good. I mean, it's no fifteen and
2: six.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's here's where things turn around. This is this is the, the December is gonna be brutal for the Celtics. Brutal. So let's start with December first at home against Philadelphia. Um, I I think they I think they lose that game at home disappointing loss. Uh, Embiid gets going. He's feeling himself. Uh, Maybe Ben Simmons has been traded by now, and some of those guys that they got back come in and help. I think think they lose to Philly at home.
1: I think Dennis Schroeder pisses off Joel Embiid so much that Embiid shoves him. (laughs) (laughs) Enough for an ejection? No, I don't think he'll get ejected. It'll be like a a one-tech shove and the Celtics are going to win that one that's another team I, I just think especially if Simmons isn't playing for them then I just think the Celtics wings are going to be tough for teams to stop and, and if Simmons isn't playing for them like I, I don't think they'll have the bodies to stop all those guys
2: I mean I think it's the uh, Embiid has absolutely dominated the Celtics uh, the past couple of years but I think been. he's That's my thing. Al's back. The craftiness of Al Horford, he was in the same locker room with him for a year. He's going to know how to slow him down. Also, Robert Williams will foul out uh, early in the third quarter. And so they'll have to turn to Al to close the game. That's going to be a win for the Boston Celtics. Okay.
0: Now things get really tough. This road trip is tough. So
2: this is awful. Oh my God. I haven't looked at this before, but sheesh. this,
0: This road trip is brutal, and this is where the Celtics are going to start racking up. It's, it's awesome. a
1: great reporter road trip, though, because we're going to oh, spend idea. like four days in LA. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right. You you try to get out of Portland. Is, is there a red eye out of Portland into LA so you can wake up in LA on Sunday morning?
1: Because it's um, it's Utah Portland back to back, right? And then yes. so then they, the Celtics won't have practice the day after that, which means we're just flying to LA on a day off, baby. Yep. And then it's going to be four days in L.A.
0: Four days in L.A., yep.
1: Because the the two L.A. games are back-to-back, too, which means they won't practice the next day, which means we can fly to Phoenix in the morning the day after. It's just – it's a perfectly set-up trip for the writers, not that any of our listeners give a shit about us.
2: (laughs) No, but having been on some West Coast trips, that does sound pretty cool.
0: It's Yeah, the extra days in L.A. are nice. So Utah, Portland, back-to-back – Two days off, Lakers, Clippers day off, then Phoenix. Now this, let's just do the whole road trip. I think the the they they're going to get smoked in Utah. I just don't think that first game in the altitude. I think it's going to be tough. They'll beat Portland. They'll lose to the Lakers at in LA. Um, I think they lose both those games, and then they they. I think they lose the Phoenix. I think they go one and four on this road trip.
2: Oh, people are going to be upset if that happens.
0: That's yeah.
1: Yeah. I've got them losing the first two to Utah and Portland. Losing i losing Portland. I, yeah. Yeah. That's the second out of a tough back to back Like Utah and Portland on the West coast. You're still, you're still jet lagged a little bit and you got to go back to back from between two tough arenas to play in. That's just difficult. That's difficult. Those are like more schedule losses than, than anything else. Plus the jazz are really good and the blazers, they ain't too bad either. Um, I think they split the LA games. They beat the Clippers, lose to the Lakers and then get beat by the suns too. It's going to be a one and four road trip. And that, oh, wow. that's going to be the time when people start to really like question the Celtics. e is going to come under fire. Um, Like some, something's going to happen just because there's going to be angst when they lose four out of five games. And that's just how it always goes. When the Celtics lose a few games in a row, people just overreact so hard, even if it's just because the schedule sets them up with like just a vicious, vicious road trip.
2: You guys are all wrong. They're going to obviously sweep the Los Angeles, uh, both games because Jason Tatum is amazing in the Staples center. Uh, He just plays well in Los Angeles People forget that uh, the Clippers are the exclusive proprietor of the um, Jam Witch, and so you guys will be able to enjoy the Jam Witch when you are playing uh, on that night against Clippers. I think they lose to Utah because Utah is just a very good regular season team. Um, I think they're going to beat Portland just because Portland is not – I don't think Portland's going to be very good this year. Like no matter how much you think the Larry Nance acquisition is going to change things uh, for the Trailblazers, I just don't think that's a big deal. And then I have them losing to the Suns, just because um, Suns Celtics games are insane. And last night of a, lo- uh, a long West Coast trip is always just like a, a letdown game. I think they they just they're going to lose that game. It's but I have them three and two on the road trip, losing the first and last game, but winning the middle three, the LA sweep because hey. Jason Tatum to the score forty six and then uh, thirty five. Wow. So, what, 81 points in two games? Guy loves LA. He's a natural star.
0: <laughs> All right. There's that optimism. That we love Jam. Uh, so, okay. So, Jay and I each have them at one and four on the road trip. Jam's got him at three and two. We get back home. First game back from a long road trip is always a mess. It's Milwaukee. It's revenge. They're getting, they're starting to ramp up a little bit. I got a loss at home to Milwaukee. So now this is, uh, I, I now have them going into the third week of December having won only one game.
2: On a four-game losing streak, you have them. and But it's your entire pick so far is just a, a, a series of runs, which is good because you guys might know basketball is a game of runs.
0: <laughs> Jay, what do you think happens with this Milwaukee game?
1: Good joke, Jam. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I, I think the old back from a road trip thing may not apply here because they actually have two days in between the last game of the road trip and the first home game against Milwaukee I think this is a game where Al Horford shines Al Horford's gonna hold Giannis to like I don't know 23 and 12 or something and it'll be he'll obviously have a good game because he's Giannis but he won't dominate like he does a lot of the time, and I think Al Horford's impact is going to really, really shine in that one. And the Celtics walk out of there with a W to end end the bad vibes after the trip and kind of, you know, quit stop the people's bitching is how I'll put it.
2: Jan, your results are great, but your process is uh, malarkey. Uh, clearly, <laughs> they're going to win this game because of revenge. They lost the earlier game to Milwaukee at home. They're going to win this one. It's the first real revenge game of the season. And we know revenge reigns supreme, uh, so they get that W uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Easy victory, like classic revenge.
0: It's funny because we each use the same motivation to pick opposite results because I have the uh, Milwaukee Bucks there on their revenge. The Celtics have three days off here, which is a a nice little stretch. That's when we're
1: going to be struggling to find what to write. Yeah, yeah. We're, this is going to be. You're going to read some some weird stories during that time because we're just digging, <laughs> digging deep for for something to write about.
2: That the story Celtics was, podcaster has been fired from his in-game host arena job. <laughs> I think, whatever gets published on
0: Thursday, December 16th. Whoever's keeping track of this who's listening. Just put a pin in that December 16th and see what kind of stupid headlines come out there. Uh, Golden State, uh, New York Knicks. Back-to-back. This is now – this is part of a five-game homestand. So it's Warriors Friday night at home, Knicks Saturday night at home, Philly, and then Cleveland.
2: So, Jim. They beat the Golden State Warriors just because everything says Klay Thompson's probably not going to be back until at least Christmas, uh, maybe the New Year's. I think they lose the back-to-back to to New York because I do think the Knicks will be okay Um, And they're going to want opening night revenge. Then they lose to Philadelphia because they're going to want revenge. And Joel Embiid is just going to destroy Al Horford in that game. Uh, And then they obviously beat the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Okay. So Warriors, Stephen Curry is going to have 42 points. Celtics are going to prevail anyway. Hopefully Juan Toscano Anderson does not nearly die in Boston again like he did last time that was like one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life because we couldn't really see what was going on we just saw him fly over the scorer's table and everyone like all the players from both teams as I recall were just kind of standing there looking at him so hopefully he won't do that again uh then I think the Celtics win again against the Knicks I, I think the Knicks it's a tough matchup for New York, I think, especially if they're going to be playing Kemba a lot. Like I just think the Celtics are going to be very physical for teams with small guards to to deal with. Um, and then the Philadelphia game, Philly's gonna Philly's gonna beat them. Embiid's gonna have a huge game. Like like Horford said after after I mean like like Packard said a- after having Horford sort of limit him earlier in the season, it's he's gonna hear a lot about oh is Al the the Embiid. Stopper, yada yada yada, and he's gonna draw like twenty-one free throw attempts and just mutilate everyone in his way.
2: All right, and then uh, and then a win against Cleveland, just uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, because everyone beats Cleveland except the Celtics on the one night per year that they gonna
2: say, you just like,
1: totally <laughs> screw up against Cleveland.
0: Uh, okay, so a win against Golden State. I had them losing to New York earlier. They're gonna beat New York now. I had them losing to Philly at home earlier. They're gonna beat Philly. Another another streak, game of streaks. This is going to be the story of the season. Games, of, uh, streaks throughout the uh, throughout the schedule. That's what
2: you're going to be writing about on December fifteenth.
0: That's right. Streaking um, in easy. And then Cleveland. That's a win. Four games. They cl- so the Celtics struggle early in December. They the the critics. They're getting really loud. There's going to be a lot of crap on sports talk radio the middle of December, and then they're going to shut people up with four straight wins. Boom. And then they go to Milwaukee on Christmas and lose.
1: Yeah, they're going to lose to Milwaukee. And that, that's going to be another revenge game because Giannis, like like Embiid before him, will be hearing about the Horford stopper stuff, how, how good a job Al does against him. And Giannis is going to be like, bro, I'm a two-time MVP. I'm the reigning champion. You cannot fucking guard me, you thirty-five-year-old son of a bitch.
2: <laughs> I don't think Giannis would use any of those words. He seems to be a very a uh, polite man, but he is a prime-time player who's gonna he's gonna show up like he shows up on Christmas. I think that's just the type of game the Bucks win. So I agree, that's gonna be a loss for the Celtics. And then Minnesota. What do you think happens in Minnesota? They're gonna win. Timberwolves are a joke franchise.
1: They lose. They lose in Minnesota too. Anthony Edwards big game like just one of those one of those nights the Celtics don't have it cuz it's they think it's a subpar opponent. And I actually think the Timberwolves have like a decent amount of young talent. And so especially offensively and if if you're not defending, they they they're good enough to to take it to you. So that's going to be a loss. Interesting. Yeah, that's a
2: dumb thing to say. They're not going to lose the Timberwolves at all this entire year. The Timberwolves are bad, have always been bad. Joke franchise.
0: Joke French. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm gonna say they beat the Timberwolves and then they come home and they split the Clippers and the Phoenix games to end the month. I think they'll I think they'll beat the Clippers and then lose to the Phoenix on Friday afternoon. It's a one o'clock game on New Year's Eve.
2: I think they lose to the Clippers, beat the uh the Suns. Parents Man homecoming thirty-four points.
1: Ooh. Oh, a little Terrence Mann, actually. I, Celtics beat the Clippers. Terrence Mann does not score 34 points. He does not come close to scoring 34 points. That's going to be a Peyton Pritchard game, I think. Ooh. Peyton Pritchard is going to come off the bench with not five, not six, seven three-pointers. To, How many four-pointers, though? To down the Clippers. I think three of them will be four-pointers, uh, at least three. And then Phoenix at home again, Celtics kind of coming off a little wobbly month they're going to take it to the suns i think honestly i think Tatum sees devin booker as like one of the guys he's competing against for like best young player in the league um or one of the better young players in the league especially after booker went to the finals last year after they were both on team usa together i think Tatum really brings it in that one okay I'll go. I'll go. That's that's going to be a fifty-two point Tatum performance. Ooh.
2: Ooh. it's a one p.m. start though. A one p.m. start,
1: and by that's- four o'clock p.m., he'll have totaled fifty-two points.
0: <laughs> All right, so that gets us through December. Where do we stand? Because this is going to be where we cut it off here on Locked On Celtics. The rest of the schedule selection, the twenty twenty two portion of this will be on anything is potable. So, as we Wrap this up. Where do we stand heading into the turn?
2: After 36 games, John, you have the Celtics at 22 and 14, and Jay and I have them at 21 and 15. So we've kind of uh, we came back to earth, came back to earth, and a little bit maybe approaching consensus, which is not good, not what we want on this uh, on this podcast.
0: Uh, all right. Well, what we do want on this podcast, for people, for people to flip on over to anything is potable. Whenever you guys publish this for the part best two. Celtics podcast. Sure. Whatever you need to tell yourself so you can sleep at night. Uh the second best, you forgot a word. Celtics podcast. No, I did not uh, mm, mm, just a little just
1: Corrales can't handle a show by himself. He can't he can't carry it by himself.
0: It's yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I feel I feel
1: bad for the people who listen.
0: Mm. <laughs> it's been tough. It's been tough. Uh let's flip it on over to anything that's potable.
2: Can we just agree we're better than Geno time? Like,
0: um, <laughs> yo, we're, way, we're way better than Geno time.
1: I, I don't discuss peasants. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tom. I love you.
2: <laughs> but not All Nicole right. or Chris. He meant it.
1: <laughs> love you guys, too.
0: All right, there's a solid hour, which is twice as long as we normally go on the lockdown Celtics podcast. If you're still here, if you're still listening, and you want to get to the rest of picking every game on the schedule, the rest of that is on the Anything Is Potable feed. So go check out Jay and Sam and me on Anything Is Potable for the rest of the predictions. It's all of the candle ca- calendar year. I'm not editing that out. Calendar year of 2022 before we get to the playoffs. Like I said, I get a a little ambitious. I'm not usually that ambitious with my predictions, but check it out. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Back tomorrow with much, much more heading into the first game of the season, season opener in New York. And of course, I will be here for you post-game with all of your Celtics coverage. It is free. It is daily Monday through Friday. It is available everywhere. So thank you very much for subscribing and especially thank you very much for sharing the podcast and telling your friends, your family, everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.